Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Brandon Kylie, it's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Always happy to go out to the Brown and Crippen celebrity line to be joined by ESPN's Major League Baseball analyst Eduardo Perez. He'll be on the call for Cardinals versus Braves on ESPN's Game of the Week this Sunday at 6 o'clock. And he joins us now here on 101 ESPN. Eduardo, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well. Thanks a lot for having me here on the show. And can't wait to get to St. Louis for another Sunday night, our last Sunday night baseball game from St. Louis this season. It's going to be amazing. And I know for, for us, we're all taking the show out to the game on Sunday as well to be able to take this one in in person. Let's start big picture, Eduardo. What is the storyline that you're most interested in as you get to cover this series between the Cardinals and the Braves? Well, you're looking at two teams that are highly competitive, the world champions, uh, Atlanta Braves coming in. They're young. They have Grissom. They have Harris the second that have uh, really solidified their 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 youth uh, movement as they continue to bring in guys from Acuna, Albies. You can go to Riley at third base. These guys are homegrown. And then you go out and, and you get Olsen to complement that infield, uh, uh, a kid that's from Georgia, not far away from, from Atlanta, and he's able to uh, to fit in and gel perfectly for that team. They've got good pitching. It's a solid team. But at the same time, the St. Louis Cardinals are playing really good baseball right now. Um, it's, it's obviously about the corner guy. When you got Goldie and you got Nolan doing what they've been doing, you got Albert just crushing left-handed pitching and doing a heck of a job, especially in the last month and a half uh, with that. He's He's turned out to to be uh, a godsend when you look when when you look at how this team has has actually just beat up on lefties uh, this season. So this is th- these two teams are really good teams. Um, one thing I can't say about Sunday it's going to be Adam Wainwright's seventeenth uh, Sunday night baseball appearance. How crazy is that? No other pitcher has had more appearances on Sunday night baseball than. And Adam Wainwright, the combination of him with Yachty behind the plate is uh, just special. Eduardo, I'm curious, has your opinion changed on this Cardinals team throughout the season? Because at least for us, you know, at the beginning of the season, we thought it was a good team on paper. And then once the injuries kind of kicked in, you started to change your opinion if they could make the playoffs. And now I think we've all convinced ourselves that this is a World Series team. Well, it's definitely a good team. I think the trades that they made for the two lefties with Montgomery and Quintana have 
have definitely paid off. Montgomery has been phenomenal. This is a guy that most likely wasn't even going to be on the postseason roster for the New York Yankees. And what complements him really well is the defense that the St. Louis Cardinals have in the infield and in the outfield, but mostly in the infield because of all the ground balls that he gives up. Uh, you have that. He's got the ability to swing and miss also at times. It plays. Um, Adam Wainwright continues to be a rock. You know, soon will they get Jack Flaherty back? They should be able to get him soon. We know that they lost Stephen Matz earlier to that sprained knee torn MCL, so he's out for the season. But you have guys, and especially the bullpen, that has played so well for the St. Louis Cardinals. Giovanni Gallegos, uh, Genesis Cabrera, so you look at Jordan Hicks, you look at what they've been able to do. Um, it, it's, it's been great stuff and consistent stuff. Uh, that, and that's one of the big reasons why St. Louis continues to just be at the top. Perez is our guest here on 101 ESPN. Eduardo, one of the things that we talked about earlier today is the the history that the Cardinals are are chasing right now, of course, with Albert Pujols chasing 700 and what he's been able to do this year. I mean, just remarkable. He's got an 880 OPS now on the season. But also you got Paul Goldschmidt, who is two home runs away from leading in all of the triple crown categories. Uh, For you, as you're watching this and kind of chronicling these storylines that the Cardinals have, which one of those is more compelling for you down the stretch? Which one are you paying more attention to? The the Albert chasing for 700 or the potential of having the first National League Triple Crown in 85 years? I would say the Goldie one because knowing Al, uh, knowing Albert and knowing him well, he'll take postseason. He'll take winning before any personal uh, agenda, any personal numbers. I played with him. I know exactly how he how he acts when a team wins and he goes over four, which by the way, was not many times, but he would still be happy for the team. And what he wants to do is win. What that he, he the, you know, the, the one thing that Albert Pools would love to do is just, you know, win as a champion. And then that to me is and then retire and go out as a champion. So this is this, um, this 700 thing is special. It would be really good for the fans. The experience of being a part of it, being there would be unbelievable. But most importantly, what Goldie is doing in 85 years, we have not seen a, a triple crown in the National League. And um, he's got his hands full because, you know, Kyle Schwarber, who leads the league right now in home runs, is um, just hit another one yesterday and had not hit one in 14 days. So having those two guys go at it, especially Goldie for the triple crown, would be some kind of special, wouldn't it? It it really would, Eduardo. And what's so fascinating about the season is, you know, we came into the year talking about an MV3 for the Cardinals potentially being Goldschmidt, Arenado, and Tyler O'Neill, and now it's become Goldschmidt, Arenado, and Pujols. I'm curious, though, because the pitching has been outstanding this season since the trade deadline for the Cardinals. The offense we just spoke about, Pujols crushing lefties. You've seen a ton of World Series caliber teams in your opinion, what makes a World Series team the most, like what, what element of a World Series team makes them the most dangerous? Uh, the pitching is what makes World Series teams dangerous. Because the thing is, you can have a really good offense, but th- that offense usually crushes bad teams, right? Bad pitching. When you get to the postseason, the bullpens are a lot better. Uh, the starters are a lot better. And pitching will always dominate really good hitting. And to me, if you have a starting staff that is on point during any period of time, uh, they're going to dominate and they're going to win. And I think that's why John Mozeliak went after Quintana. He went after uh, Montgomery because he knew he needed depth 
and he was hoping just in case if something happened, if it's to Miles Michaelis or something happened to Dakota or something happened to Adam, he could have a fallback plan with it. He needed depth and then went out there and they got it. And uh, pitching has been right now one of the strong points because it plays to the Cardinals' strength, which is what? It's defense. And that's why the Cardinals, even though a lot of teams depend on the strikeout um, more often than not, the Cardinals are at the bottom of the list when it comes to striking guys out because they can afford it because of the, because of the five gold glovers that they have there from last season. Eduardo, one of the storylines that I'm curious about for the Cardinals down the stretch is the left-handed bats that they have in their lineup. You've got Lars Newbar now, who's been uh, batting leadoff against right-handed pitchers. Brendan Donovan, a young guy that's getting those opportunities in the two-hole, and he's just uh, his, his plate discipline is outstanding. And then you've got Nolan Gorman as well, who's been contributing in that 5-6 spot in the lineup. And Corey Dickerson's been on a heater the last week or two. Uh, when you look at especially those young guys with Newt, Donovan, and Gorman, how do you judge that as somebody that's been in the league and been around the game for your entire life when you have so many young guys that are going to be contributing members of a potential playoff team down the stretch? How Does that scare you to have that many young guys in your lineup? Yeah, well, the thing is, it, it would, but it doesn't because these are young guys that have been groomed as Cardinals. They've been drafted by the Cardinals. No one went, what, first round? You look at um, uh, Newt Barr won in the eighth round and Donovan won in the seventh round. There's something to that. Uh, and the beauty of it is they all got drafted in the same year. 2018 was a great year for the St. Louis Cardinals when it came to left-handed hitters because of that impact. I think it relieves a lot the fact that you have veteran presence. You have a leader like Paul Goldschmidt that walks, the, you know, he talks the talk and he walks the walk. He does it all by example. He runs the bases um, with, uh, you know, just respecting the game. He does the things right, going first to third, the secondary leads, all the little things that don't call attention and they're not, there's really sometimes no stat for it. But at the end of the day, when your best player, your, your guy that right now is going up for the triple crown, does play the game the right way, along with Nolan Arenado, along with a veteran like Albert Pujols who came through the organization, and we cannot forget the impact also that down the stretch Yadier Molina is going to have on this team. Eduardo, I, I always remember that 2003 season that you had here in St. Louis when you just absolutely crushed left-handed pitching. You had 353 against him that year with an 1,100 OPS. And it's it's kind of similar to what we're seeing this year with Albert Pujols. And Ali Marmol is playing the splits game with him where you're seeing him the majority of the time against lefties. What was that like for you in 2003 when you knew if I go up there against a left-handed pitcher, I'm just going to crush this guy? And do you think that's how Albert Pools is feeling right now? Absolutely. Um, I went up there knowing that I was not the, the premier name in the Cardinals lineup. I knew that my name did not it wasn't Pools or it wasn't if it's even um, you know. But one thing that I did know was that if a lefty was on the mound. I was a superstar player. And when you took off the lefty, you took off my cape. And I felt that way. And I knew that. And I felt that all eyes were on me during that moment. And I think a lot of it with Major League Baseball has to do with confidence. A lot in sports has to do with confidence. I knew that teams did not want me to come up with a lefty on the mound. I knew that I could control the bullpen just by sitting on the bench if they were to bring in a lefty or not, if they wanted to. Sometimes they didn't because I was there. Um, I love that fact. I love that, you know, you could impact the game sometimes by not even coming in to the game. 
So when Tony used to put me in that, Tony LaRusso used to put me in that lineup, I knew that I was going to do some damage, at least in the three at-bats that I was going to get. I did not want four at-bats in a game. I wanted three. Because hopefully by that time they could bring in defense to play in for me because we had the lead. Speaking of impact, Eduardo, I want to go back to pitching. And you mentioned Jack Flaherty, and he's got at least one more rehab start before he could rejoin this big league club. If, if you were in Ollie's shoes, how, how would you go about Flaherty the rest of the regular season and approach his usage in the playoffs? Yeah, so this is the thing with Jack, right? He's had that, had that shoulder. He did strike out seven and allowed an earned run in four hits and one walk over those four innings on Sunday's rehab, right, in, in Springfield. So I have to look at it to the point that I, I'm going to have him in the starting rotation. This guy's a frontline starter, and he fits in my frontline rotation. And that's why they're trying to make sure that they can build him up, that he can come back every fifth day. Uh, maybe in the postseason, it doesn't have to be every fifth day. It could be every sixth day. But at the end of the day, they are building him up not to be in the bullpen, but to be a starter, and I, and I like that. Uh, just like Tyler Glass now is being built up right now by the, the Tampa Bay Rays coming off Tommy John to impact that starting rotation once he gets the call up, uh, once he finishes his rehab uh, for, for, for the Rays. So every team has their guy that they're hoping can come back and impact. It's, it's going to be Flaherty with the Cardinals. If he does come back, Eduardo, and is impactful in that that ace that they're looking for, we kind of look at the National League as tiers right now, and the Dodgers are at that top tier, and I think the Braves are in that second tier. Where would you kind of have the Cardinals in the National League tiers if Jack Flaherty is back? If Jack Flaherty is back, I'd have him right there, and uh, probably because of the impact that you got that, that the Cardinals have in the corner corner guys, and that's Arenado, and that's Goldie. I would have them right there at the top of that second tier or the bottom of the first tier, right there on the edge, right there on the border. Uh, and and that's, that's the beauty of it is, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals would go in most likely having to play in that wild card game against the fourth seeded team because of their record. And that's why you have to lower that tier because of the record. Uh, where are they right now? Where would they be? They have to play those extra games, and that's why I would have them as a tweener. Eduardo, final question that I've got for you. I, I wanted to ask you about the outfield mix that the Cardinals are going with right now. I mentioned earlier uh, Newt Barr, Donna, or Dickerson. Those guys are both uh, hitting extraordinarily well. Over the last month, Corey Dickerson batting four fifty-seven, and Newt Barr has got an OPS over 1,000. And that's meant fewer at-bats for a guy like Dylan Carlson, who's struggled at the plate over the last month, batting under 200. Now that we are into late August and we're getting into early September, how would you approach this with guys like O'Neill and Carlson who are trying to work their way back and maybe in the middle of the season you just you let them continue getting those at-bats? Down the stretch, is this a situation where you just ride the hot hands in the outfield even if it's not who you expected to take you into the playoffs? Uh, absolutely. You just have to. You have to ride the hot hand. Uh, you know, Dylan Carlson has just a year over, you know, over getting close to the two years of service time. But in the postseason, the hot hand is what works. And right now, Dickerson, he had 10 consecutive hits at one point uh, before making an out. Uh, you have Newpar, who's uh, really been slugging well. Brendan Donovan, who has filled in beautifully all over the place. 
you got you got to go with those guys. And Tyler O'Neill, you're hoping that he continues to, to to swing the bat like he did at one point this year after having a, a tough start to the season. Eduardo, it's always great to catch up, man. Looking forward to seeing you out there at the stadium on Sunday. Enjoy the game on ESPN. Six o'clock, we'll all be tuning in on ESPN for the game of the week, Cardinals versus Braves. And hopefully we'll talk with you again soon. You got it, brother. Appreciate you having me. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.